This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is worthy to be praised. And tonight's Solid Talk family is entitled Sucker Punch. It's entitled Sucker Punch. Now, you might notice we have a different layout. That's because I think you guys can join this chat if I send you an invite link. So I'm going to ask this particular question, but I want to take a moment just to lead into it. Now, what is a sucker punch? We could look it up, but I think everybody knows that a sucker punch is a term for when somebody attacks someone or they hit someone without the other person knowing, right? Without the other person seeing it coming, right? You just sucker punch somebody out of nowhere. So you're maybe you know this person, maybe you don't know this person. You're maybe you're walking down the street, maybe they go to your school, maybe y'all got beef, whatever the case may be, but the person had there's somebody that has ill will to somebody towards someone there's somebody that has a malicious strategy towards someone and the other person is either completely oblivious or they just did not expect it at that particular moment so what we're going to be talking about tonight family is we're going to be talking about <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, a sucker punch that is taking place right in front of our eyes. And it's it's a sucker punch that is happening very fast, right? And it's happening in society. Now, if you guys have been following this channel for a little while, especially or specifically these solid talks, what you'll know is that maybe like the last year or two, it seemed like we've been having to talk more and more about political things, more and more about politics, more and more about culture and society. I think Solid Talk has always been about culture and society, but but the reason why that is, is because politics and culture have fused themselves into religion, or I'll say that they have they have been infused with religion, meaning that either it adopts some sort of religion or that it trespasses on an already established religion. Now, one of the things that's happened in society recently is we've been seeing all of these. It's been happening a lot over the, over the years. Right. But it seems like over the last two or three months. Right. <laughs> we've been seeing so many things be canceled. So many people be canceled we've been seeing this cancel culture just go crazy and we've been seeing all of these different things. So what am I talking about? Well, for example, you know, the most recent one that happened is that I know of because some could have happened today as fast as they be going. But the last one that I know of that has happened has been the cancellation of the Dr. Seuss books and they've been canceled under the, uh, the, I don't want to call it the assumption, but they've been canceled under the premise that, I guess they're racist in some way or that, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But it's not just about the Dr. Seuss books. OK, 
what it's really about is the shifting and the changing that we see happening in almost every area of society. Recently, they had something come out where they said Mr. Potato Head is no longer going to be called Mr. Potato Head, you know, and, and ain't going to be no more Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. And then I think the makers of that came out and said that's not the case. So we, it was a joke. I can't I don't know all the details, but the point I'm trying to make is is starting with these very seemingly insignificant things like Mr. Potato Head or, you know, maybe they do something with the Barbie doll or maybe maybe it's the Dr. Seuss book, something like that, something that seems very insignificant. But it's happening at so fast of a rate that it's pretty obvious now that all of these things that are being done are being done strategically. These are not things that are being done by accident. These are things that are being done on purpose. And more importantly, these are things that obviously have been planned out. Now, I can't tell you who's planning them out. I can't tell you all the details of who sat down and who said what. But what I can tell you is that it's spiritual wickedness in high places. It's spiritual wickedness in high places that is intentionally coming up with these policies and it is the spirit of the Antichrist, because remember, the Bible says that uh, the Antichrist had the power to change times and laws. So when you begin to see all of these different type of laws being changed and you see that it's affecting the culture, right? That's when you know that the spirit of Antichrist is in operation. As a matter of fact, Paul said in one of his letters, maybe to the Thessalonians, I can't remember, he said, that the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work, right? It's already moving throughout the land. It's already working on some people. And the reason why it's a sucker punch is because I really feel like much of the sensible people in society are being caught off guard by this onslaught of PC hysteria. It, it, it was PC culture. Now I'm calling it PC hysteria. They have been caught off guard by PC hysteria. It's like every time you turn around, there's something being changed. As a matter of fact, with the Washington Redskins, they had, excuse me, the Washington football team. That's another change. The Washington football team used to have cheerleaders. <laughs> now they have a male and female dance squad. Now, the reason why that is, is because there was like some sort of investigation with sexual harassment with the cheerleaders and all of that. So so they had to repackage it into into another thing. But the point I'm trying to make is that stuff is being changed left and right. And those people who have common sense, those people who ah, how do I want to say it? Those people who are, are not, have not been brainwashed and who are not on board with all of these different things, they don't. Uh, they're not on board, right? And if you haven't been studying your Bible, this stuff might have caught you off guard. Now, fortunately, by the grace of God, those of us on this channel, uh, we've been talking about this for years now, by the grace of God. We've been talking about this for, for some time now, how it is a war of words and how you know all of these things are being changed. And forgive me if y'all hear some background, I forgot to turn my heat off, but it is a war of words. Is definitely a war of words. So the question that I'm asking tonight, and I want to invite anybody to either answer this question in the chat or to come on and chat with me a little bit about this question is, is the Bible next? 
is the Bible next? The reason why I'm asking this question is because it's starting with Dr. Seuss, okay? And to be clear, it hasn't started with Dr. Seuss. He's just a big name, but there's been other authors recently and, and even beforehand, but especially recently, who have had their things taken off of Amazon because Amazon just doesn't agree with some of the positions that they're taking. So essentially, it is a burning of the books that we're that we're in the midst of right now. And it's hard to fight it because it's being done by these major corporations. And sad to say, some of these, some of these corporations we have allowed to get larger than they need to be because we can only cancel but so much. I'm sitting here talking to you guys on YouTube and Facebook right now because it's the platform that's afforded to me, right? It's <laughs> it's the platform that everybody uses. This is the way in which I have to reach reach you guys. But preferably speaking, I would not like to support YouTube or Facebook in any type of way financially. You know, I've canceled my Netflix account when they mock Jesus. I canceled my Amazon Prime. Um, they've been doing a lot of shaky stuff. And so <clears throat> I don't condemn anybody who who has Netflix or Amazon Prime, by the way. That's just a personal, personal preference that I do. But there's there's a lot of companies right now that I actively boycott, right? I actively boycott. I don't go on record making a big stink about it. I just let my money do the talking. But the problem is that there are too many people who are either on board or apathetic or slaves. It's like one of three groups that that folks can fall into. You can either be on board with what's going on. And to be honest with you, I don't know if we really have a way of determining how many people have actually gone crazy and how many people have not. And the reason why I say that is because the mainstream media is controlled by people who want these crazy agendas going forth. And they can, in the social media world, in Twitter and all that, all the blue checkmark people, they can speak on certain things and put up enough propaganda to make the rest of society think, oh, well, this must be how everybody else thinks. Maybe I just haven't gotten a memo yet. Or maybe, or or worse yet, maybe my thinking is wrong and maybe I need to adjust my thinking to what everybody else is thinking. But we don't know if everybody else is, <laughs> you know, uh, one of these woke people walking around with purple and green hair who have their pronouns in their in their uh, Twitter bio and stuff like that. We don't know exactly how much of the population actually buys into that. Now, what I do believe is that it's growing because, uh, to be quite frank with you, because um, because of what the media is doing. I think when people see that something's trendy or when people, how do I want to say it? Basically, people can be followers sometimes and they don't think for themselves. They don't use their own reasoning. So it's like a big psychological operation that that the uh, folks are doing on the public. And if you have bought into the public, if you have bought into what the media convinces folks of, right? What will happen is you will believe anything that they tell you. One thing about humanity or humans is that each of us is religious in some way. Everybody is religious in some way. And <clears throat> we're seeing this play out in a lot of forms and fashion. You know, some people's religion is the religion of self, 
some people's religion is the religion of science right i'm gonna be writing about that pretty soon is science a religion that's something the lord has been had, having me think about lately but what i want to say is that there's just really no way of determining how many people have really taken in the spirit of this age how many people are really on board with what all the companies are doing because all of the uh, the majority of the companies seem to be trending in in this direction i think a lot of them are are banking on what they call being on the right side of history meaning that we see certain beliefs trending this way and we want to be a front runner when it comes to this agenda or these feelings so somewhere in these companies these woke people are getting these jobs <laughs> and they are pushing this propaganda really hard and either they believe that they're going that is going to be financially beneficial in the future or they don't even care about that and they believe so strongly in this what it what will eventually be the one world religion which is essentially just do it do as you will and everybody comes together under the religion of tolerance right they believe so strongly in that that they're willing to even sabotage their own company now it's interesting because i heard something this week that talked about the generations and what percentage of them identify as lgbtq or whatever it is and I don't remember the exact percentages, but what I can tell you is basically the older it got, the lower the percentage. So I think the boomer generation, it was probably something like 2% of people identified as LGBTQ. But then when you got to the more the, the youngest labeled generation, which is Gen Z, 15% of them identified in some way as like LGBTQ. So you, we have to ask the question, how do we shift from, or I guess the word is grow, how do we grow from only having 2% of the population believe or feel a certain way to now 15% of this younger generation? And I heard somebody say this week is because, A, it's because of the agenda. The agenda is real and, it, and the agenda sadly is working. But B, it's because that life, those lifestyles have went from being first taboo to then acceptable to now trendy. Okay, so 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 some somewhere over the over the span of less than about three or four generations, it went from taboo to acceptable to now trendy, and that's what we see happening. And so when it comes to the people who make the decisions we never know who they are it's just these companies you just hear this company oh such and such is now banned. amazon has banned this book okay <laughs> how do we fight that it's like fighting an invisible person i mean of course you know you got jeff bezos or whatever i, I guess maybe he's stepped down as ceo whatever but i mean you can google the head of the company but my point is where is the resistance for this type of pc culture that's really causing everybody to, well not everybody but causing every sensible person frustration where how do we even address this how do we even attack this so these are the people who control the books these are the people who ultimately control what what you will see and we have to get ahead of it that's really the only way is at, is at some point 
we can no longer be dependent on a system that doesn't have our best interests in heart. So we have a website on this channel, but I'm going to have to build out that website even more to make it so that any event that we need to shift this ministry to that particular, to a different source, we can use that website. But anyway, all of that, all of that being said, my question tonight is, is the Bible next? If they started with Dr. Seuss, that was the point I wanted to get to. Two points I missed. Let me slow down. <laughs> uh, I should have write this down. The, the, the thing I was just saying is that there's like three types of people. There are people who are on board, which, is, which we really have no idea how many of them there are. There are people who are uh, apathetic, who is just like, it's really no big deal to me. You know, I don't care what this company believes. I just want to watch my TV show. I just want to order my stuff and get it shipped to me in two two business days. I really could care less about what somebody does in their bedroom, about what the Bible says about different type of stuff. That's not my business. Um, you know, it is what it is. I'm going with the flow and it's not affecting me. So you got the, the onboards, the apathetics, and then you have the slaves. The slaves are those who really don't agree with what they see going on. They are aware and they don't agree, but they're still in the bondage of these particular institutions, right? Now, I don't like to call myself a slave to anything but Christ, but to, to a certain degree, <laughs> Like me having to use uh, YouTube and Facebook when I when I would in a perfect world just love to do my own thing. I'm kind of like I hate to use the word like a slave to these systems, but that's just an example of what I'm trying to convey. But uh, the slave I'm talking about is more of people who are in bondage, meaning like, you know, I don't like that Netflix put on a TV show that that uh, talked about Jesus but I don't want to cancel them because they, they air my other TV show. And I just love watching that every Thursday or, you know, I love streaming that every, every Friday when I go home and eat some popcorn. So you got those three types of the, of the uh, folks, the onboards, the apathetics and the ones that are in bondage. And then I guess the fourth type of person would be those who are just totally against it, <laughs> which is uh, probably where I fall. So, all of these different things are going on. And now we have the internet version of the burning of the books. Mainstream starting with Dr. Seuss. Mainstream starting with Dr. Seuss. But my question tonight, and if you want to join in, all you got to do is just say, Greg, send me the link. Uh, my question tonight is, is the Bible next? And this is the reason why I'm asking that. Because if the precedent for banning something like Dr. Seuss is that we are going to retroactively decide that it doesn't mesh or jive with our current society, even though it was written in a prior society, even though it was a whole different mindset, a practically entirely different culture, right? We're going to do away with that because those things in the past don't agree with the way we feel today. So you see this not only with books, but probably with several statues across the country. There have been folks that just go around tearing down statues because somebody owned slaves like 
300, 400 years ago. So considering that precedent, who's to say that they can't just look at the Bible and read some of the stuff that's in the Bible and then say, okay, this was written X hundred years ago. We don't agree with this today. This is hate speech. And if they label it hate speech, what that means is that if you own a copy, right, maybe I, I guess they hopefully they're not going to go in your house and take it. But what that would mean is that nobody will be able to sell it. And technically, what that would mean is nobody would be able to preach it. Because if you are now preaching hate speech, you now are a felon. Right. I think I saw somebody say this week, you know, um, are you going to be prepared to be labeled a felon when they say that you can no longer preach the word of God? So it's starting with something so elementary. But what we're seeing is a very strategic thing. This the reason why I call this a sucker punch is because somebody is at war. And it's like the rest of society didn't even know that they were being warred against or they don't have a large enough platform to actually kind of build that arsenal. But based upon how strategic and how organized it is, we now see that there's some some somebody is in is in operation and they're taking baby steps, baby steps. One of my favorite quotes, John Madden used to say this on the video game. <laughs> If if you ran the football and you didn't get a lot of yards, you got one or two yards, he would say some yards is better than none yards. Some yards is better than none yards. And what that means is even though it seems like you only did something small, you're still making progress. And that's what that that party is kind of called. They're called the progressives. But the question is, what are you progressing toward? They're actually progressing away from God. If you look at the morality of a lot of what these progressives believe, they're actually regressive in terms of human decency and in terms of morality, right? You go from having a, 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 a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, a male and a female, and children, and that's it. Simple. <laughs> it's not complicated at all. But what you'll find is they will now... Uh, regress into something that's more debased, but they will disguise it under the label of progressive. And if you're not with it, they make you seem like you, you're not with this new thing. But ultimately, what it's going to spiral down to is just animalistic instincts. This is why it's called the mark of the beast. That word beast in the Bible means animal. Okay. So the people who will have the mark, who will um, get the mark of the beast and have the mark of the beast, they're going to have animalistic instincts. Now, it's not going to appear that way. They're going to be very sophisticated. They're going to be very woke. They're going to they're going to have what I call a resting woke voice. They're going to have all these big words to justify everything that they're doing. But the actual actions that are going to be proceeding is that they're going to have no barriers, no standard, no doctrine that actually keeps them in the realm of humanity what an animal does is an animal just just goes by their five senses if i see it and i want it if i hear it and it sounds good to me if it feels good to me if i taste it and it tastes good if i smell it and it smells good an animal just goes by all of their basic instincts they don't have 
the, the, the spiritual unction, the spiritual Holy Ghost that a human being is capable of having. They don't have the, the law that's written on our, on, our, uh, on our hearts like God wrote that law on the hearts of man to basically know right from wrong. So when someone receives the mark of the beast, what they're basically receiving is, or well, what they're basically subscribing to is the decision that I'm no longer going to let God determine to me what's right and what's wrong. I'm going to decide for myself what's right and what's wrong based upon how I feel, based upon if it feels good, if it tastes good, if it looks good, if it smells good, if it sounds good. And what the end result of this is going to be, we're already seeing it. We're already into pansexuality, which basically means you can be anything. You know, they took that phrase when I was growing up, they had a phrase that said, be all you can be. I think it was the army. <laughs> they used to have a phrase in the army slogan. They used to say, be all that you can be in the army. <laughs> I think some people took that like super literal. <laughs> they like, man, I really. And now, amazingly, under this administration, you literally can be all that you can be in the army. <laughs> if you wake up tomorrow morning and you feel like, you know, you just feel like something else, you can be that in the army. It's amazing the times that we live in. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why so much of this, these companies and these these people are able to move forward with these agendas is because of what the administration symbolizes. Now, technically speaking, all of these companies could have probably done these under any administration, but because of how people view the presidency in this country and, you know, Congress and stuff like that, but specifically the presidency, that office, we kind of look at it as like, oh, that's the most powerful person in the world. And so, what that person says and thinks and feels says a lot about what is going to be accepted and tolerated in this country. So, you know, I ain't trying to get too political in this, but say Biden, for example, his first month or so, I think he, or first week, first couple of weeks, he signed the most executive orders that any president has signed during that period. And there was all sorts of things that, that were ungodly in there but they weren't really publicized like that in the mainstream media. So when you have that type of leadership, even though we know that's not our leader, but when the, when, when society perceives that type of leadership and they're like, okay, we, you letting us do that. Then now you're letting anything in, you're letting anything in. So what I was saying about the market of beast is that you become like an animal. You basically make decisions and live your life based on feelings alone Oh, yeah. So then you regress. <laughs> you regress uh, to the point where now they pansexual, but eventually or you, you hear the murmurings now of pedoph pedophilia. They call it minor attracted persons. And they say that it's not a crime. It's a sickness. No, excuse me. My bad. Now they're saying it's not even a sickness. It's just a preference. And then eventually, if time goes on long enough, we'll see it with animals. And then it'll be exactly like Jesus said, which is the days of Lot and the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, they were sleeping with uh, inhumane people. They were sleeping with giants. And that's how the Nephilim were created. So what I want to do now, I want to I want to catch up on comments. 
I want to laugh at this, even though we ain't talking about it. Ashkenazi says, I haven't been to a doctor since 2009 or 2008 and haven't any in intention ever visiting an allopathic doctor again in my life. Not for nothing is a serpent on a staff, the medical profession symbol. Yes, sister, I I have heard about that symbol before, you know. And just to be clear, I'm not against health, you know what I mean? I, I'd be for like a holistic doctor. I go for a holistic doctor. I think if I'm getting a physical or something, I'd be good on a physical, but all that extra stuff, I'm like, nah. God bless everybody that's joining. I think I, I spoke to a few folks. I see uh Nicole, Tatiana, Patricia. So Brother Joseph says, scientism is the new government-sponsored religion intended to eliminate Christianity. Brother, I started to do a solid talk on that, but man, um, <clears throat> I think uh, I don't like making vows, <laughs> but I think I'm going to write a blog about that probably tomorrow. But I love the fact that you recognize that. Um, I just got to arrange my thoughts on that a little bit. Glory to God. Sister Brittany says she was trained in the allopathic system of medicine. Um, let me be real, John. I don't even 100% know what allopathic means. <laughs> <laughs> y'all had talking to medical terms i don't know i thought when she said it, it just meant a regular doctor i really don't even know she says i think you're, you're good if you're dealing with a life-threatening situation but not if you want to be healthy and stay healthy yeah i'm assuming i'm trying to use context clues i'm assuming <laughs> that by allopathic doctor y'all mean a regular doctor i hope i hope otherwise i'm stay, sit here and make a fool of myself glory to god Sister Jewel says, yesterday I wept and cried out to God because things are just so chaotic. I just can't wrap my head around it, but we're not supposed to. I just pray God keeps me protected and strong during this time. Well, God bless you, sister. Um, these are strange times in which we live. It, it, it really does feel like something has shifted. It really does feel like a shift is going on. I can't exactly put my finger on it, but I know that there's some shifting and some separating being being done by the Lord in this season. And we're really beginning to see, like I said, it, it, it's a sucker punch because I think a lot of political people, secular people just thought like, okay, the left feels the way they feel and the right feels the way they feel. But now I think they realize, well, I, I don't know what they realize, but now hopefully they realize that there's something otherworldly going on there's something this there's, there's something i was texting a couple brothers about this it's no longer just politics politics is now incorporated into religion because or religions incorporated into politics because they're touching things that god can only touch you know when you touch the definition of a man and a woman that's something that is authorized by God and God alone. But now man is trying to do that. When you touch uh, what, pe what people uh, should be putting in their body and healing this, these are God type things. These are God type, <laughs> type levels. But man through politics and government is trying to replace God. He's trying to replace God. And brother Joseph hit the nail on the head. I can't even get into it right now. But yeah, they're going to use it under the guise of science. We see so many people, a phrase recently has been trust the science, follow the science. And my thing about science is certain science I'm cool with, you know what I mean? But 
I'm not going to trust it and I'm not going to follow it. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to follow God because as we've seen from this pandemic, the science can change. And the fact of the matter is most people who feel like they trust the science so much, they're really just functioning in faith. Okay. If you take, take a vitamin, you say, okay, this is a vitamin for men's health. You just look at it, you read the label, and you take this mysterious looking yellow pill and you just pop it in your body and you just have faith that what they said on the label is what's in that pill. You have no idea what they put in that pill unless you were in the factory and you saw it from start to finish, everything they put in that pill. When you see something on a, on a nutrition label and it says it's this many calories or it says it has these ingredients or it does not contain these ingredients, you have absolutely no way of knowing. You take that upon faith. <laughs> when you go and you get a vaccine shot, you have no clue what they put in that um, uh, vaccine, nor do you have any clue of really how it works. You know what I mean? Like if you ask 99% of people, they probably couldn't tell you how it's made, how it works or anything like that. Probably like 95%. They probably couldn't tell you because they're just taking it out of blind faith. So there's so much that we do out of faith that we don't even realize we're doing out of faith. But what it has convinced people of is it has convinced people that science can be trusted. So because everybody has been given, has been dealt a measure of faith, they take that and they take what should be applied to God. And now they apply it to scientists. And it's under the, the, the assumption of this person's smarter than me. So it must be true. Just like how we look at God, we read something in the word of God, or God tells us something and we say, God, you're omniscient. So I trust you you're smarter than than me and everything of in creation. I trust you, so I'm going to take it at face value. And people who don't know God, and sadly, some people who do claim to know God, they do the same thing with science. They just take it at face value. You don't know who these people are. You don't know how this medicine got designed. <laughs> you just don't know, you know? So we don't have the time or the capability to even prove or test everything that's sent our direction. Even if you're the smartest scientific person, nobody has the time to test everything. So some stuff you just like, hey, that's why we pray before we eat our food. God bless you, King of Grace. Uh, Ashkenazi says, every doctor I've met and a few I dated all turn out to be a secret society member. Wow. Jules says, it very well could be the Bible is truth, and too many people want to live a lie in their sin. No judgment because there's still so much I need to be dealing from. Absolutely, yes. We're all being sanctified and delivered and set free and all of that stuff. But yeah, to the, to the point you said earlier, sister, about how you wept because of how weird things are today, what I'm really seeing come to life is the scripture that says that some people did not love truth and God gave them a strong delusion. I believe that's the season in which we are in and entering into. We might have been in this for a little while now, to be honest with you. But it's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. And I want to, you know, it's, they call it the great apostasy. Uh, but I think it's even happening in 
society. If you want to think about it on a holistic scale, excuse me, on a on a on a uh, a larger scale is what I meant to say. If you think of America as a Christian country, now I know it's debatable and all that. I'm not getting into that tonight. <laughs> but uh, conceptually speaking, if America is a Christian country, there is an apostasy that's happening within this country as a whole in terms of how we relate to God and stuff like that. So Second Thessalonians chapter two, we'll pick up at verse. Well, we'll read verses 11 and 12. This is after they're talking about the Antichrist and stuff like that. The lawless one. Verse 11 says, and for this reason. God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Wow. They did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And what I see happening today is that there are people who, like you said, they are living a lie. They're literally living a lie. And then they want you to to get on that lie. So I guess what I'm saying is we're seeing a physical manifestation of people not loving the truth. If you tell somebody the truth, they don't like you. Paul said, have I become your enemy because I told you the truth? <laughs> it's We're in this weird, uh, this, this is very dystopian. It's like if you want to get kicked out of anywhere, just walk in and tell tell the truth, right? The truth is so foreign today to people. But that's sad that all you have to do if you want to get kicked out or if you want to be countercultural and just get really popular, you might. You, I don't know if you will make it. <laughs> I don't know if the platforms will let you survive long enough. But if you want to create a YouTube channel, uh, th- those of us remaining that do love the truth, all you got to do is just tell the truth and people will be amazed that you told the truth. It will. It'll be like a shock. And they'll watch it and they'll be like, oh, my goodness, this is so refreshing. I'm glad somebody said it. I can't believe I thought I was the only one that was going crazy. And it's because the truth is foreign to people. The media does not does not propagate truth. They propagate lies and agendas because Satan is what? He's the father of lies. He's literally the father of lies. The very first lie that we see recorded in the Bible was by Satan, was by the serpent which was uh, Satan. Here's an interesting comment. I'm just, yeah, I'm fascinated with this comment. Uh, King of Grace says, my calling is medicine. Do you think I can take the Hippocratic oath and keep my allegiance to the God of Abraham? That's an interesting question. I would say pray about it. I kind of feel you, sister, because I don't like taking oaths. Um, At my job, we had to take the, we had to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't even like saying that these days, to be honest with you. I mean, technically, it does say one nation under God. So, I mean, in your heart of hearts, if I guess if you feel like it's under God, then maybe it's okay. But the way the nation is trending, it doesn't appear like it's under God anymore. Or which God are they talking about? So I will pray about that. You know, it, it really is. It really is. uh kind of crappy that we got to take all these different oaths just to do stuff (laughs) like bro can i just do it like why what what's the deal with these oaths why are you making me take an oath just to go to work you know and i took that oath uh i've been this job since 2014 so i was pretty much a baby christian when i joined but um who knows man who knows 
of course, if you don't say the Pledge of Allegiance, then you're going to look un-American, you know. And and just to be clear, I'm not I'm not declaring that somebody can't say it, but I'm saying that you should pray about it, and it's probably how you're convicted in your own heart. I think back then when I took it, I was I wasn't really that convicted. I might have been a little convicted. I can't remember. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ashkenazi responded by saying we should take no oaths. Here's a comment answering the question. Sister Tatiana says. I think eventually the Bible will be phased out. That's why the word of God re reads that we are to study, to show ourselves approved and hide the word in our hearts. Man, can you imagine that? Like just a, a, a situation where we can no longer just come together and open up the Bible and read it. And this, is, this actually is a reality in some countries. I saw this video a little while ago, probably years ago of some people, I think in China, that were getting some Bibles and they were just, just ecstatic to get some Bibles. They opened up a case of Bibles. You would have thought it was a case of iPhones or something. They were just, they were so, so enthusiastic about having access just to the Bible. And I say just, but I'm saying just to how, as to how we look at it. You know me, I got a Bible here. I got a Bible. I got two or three Bibles laying around just just at my disposal but sometimes they say well you don't know how good you got it until it's gone and by the way if anybody wants to come on the screen just say greg send me the link and i'll i'll send you the link can i private message somebody no i can't let me see private chat oh chat privately with your guests so what would i have to do type your name in or what i don't understand i'll figure it out okay King of Grace says, the Lord placed medicine in my heart from an early age, furthermore, to bring the gap between medical and the teaching of Christ. Thank you. Your feedback is much appreciated. Glory to God. Yeah, I think God has people in every, every, almost every avenue. You know, there's people in medicine, people in education, people in government, people in even Hollywood. And I think God tucks away folks. It's kind of like Elijah said. When he thought he was the only one and God said, I have 7,000 reserved in Israel who have not bowed the knee to Baal, right? To Baal, or however you say his name. So, yeah. Uh, King Grace says, Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Okay, I don't know why Nicole's on here. Hey, sister, are you trying to log into the chat to discuss this? Or are you just trolling me? Okay. Um, all right. Yes, very true. King of Grace, very true. Very true. Um, let me see. But yeah, yeah, so famine, right. Um, we do need to hide it in our hearts because we never know what can happen. Decisions are just being made with no resistance. That's the real problem is that these these issues are not being fought in the right way. You know, there's supposed to be certain precedents, but it's kind of like, how do you even fight that? You know, I guess the way to fight it, I still got your comment up. Let me get this. I know you might not feel like being on the screen that long, <laughs> but um, I know that legally is the way that we're supposed to fight it, but it's just kind of like when you're going against these big corporations, it makes it harder to win these legal battles because a lot of times legal battles come down to a sense of resources. So if I'm, I don't know who makes Dr. Seuss books. They probably got a lot of money because they've been around for a long time, but it's like, if you're going against Amazon, then 
it's kind of like, what can you do? It's like that that app uh, Parler or something like that. They were basically like a Twitter, but a lot of conservatives were using them in place of Twitter. And all of the big companies just got together and uh, blackballed them and put them, tried to basically put them out of business. And they were they were down for weeks. You know, I think eventually they came back like a month or two later. Last time I checked. But just imagine how much traction you lose through the bad publicity, through, uh, yeah, it looked like they still exist. But um, yeah, so let me see here. Let me see. Uh, okay, cool. Oh, wait. N-A-M-B-L-A is the organization that wants to act out, act off their pedo compulsion. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that organization. God bless you, Sister Santia. Sister Brittany, praise the Lord. Uh, OJ OJ says, Jesus Christ, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the beginning and the end, the first and the last almighty. Amen. Praise the Lord. I need to hear that. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. Thank you for that, Ashkenazi. I, I learned something new today. Okay. All right. I, okay, cool. Thank you, Nicole. I didn't know if I wanted to put it up for everybody because then that means anybody can hop on. I was trying to see if there's a way I could private message people, but but we'll, we'll work out the kinks. But thank you for, you know, thinking of that. Yeah, so an allopathic definition is just a, a person who treats diseases through conventional means, i.e. with drugs having the opposite effects to the symptoms. Got it. Yeah, thank you all for that. OJ OJ says living in sin brings disease. That's true, actually. You know, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That death is not always automatic. Is there a way I can take this off? <laughs> um, okay, sorry. That death is not automatic. Um, excuse me, that death is not instant, but it happens over time. And what you'll find is just living by the way that the word of God tells us to live, which is being a good steward over your body, consuming things in moderation. One of the fruits of the spirit is temperance, which means self-control. This is the one I struggle with the most, probably. <laughs> um, if you have temperance, you're going to eat the right things. If you have temperance, you're going to not overeat. If you have temperance, you're you're not going to uh, exhaust yourself in situations that will cause stress, which will eventually cause your health to deteriorate. So you're absolutely right that when we do live in sin, and I've said this before here, every sin there is can basically kill you. OJ OJ says eating processed foods kills the body slowly, just like sin. It tastes good, but deadly. Yeah, brother. I know. Don't tell me no more. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> I need an ear tickling message. Junk food is like sin. It tastes good, but kills the body slowly. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. You know what I mean? We have to be good stewards over this, uh, over these bodies. Glory to God. The government needs to know that the body still has an immune system. Hey, man, I feel like I've been vaccinated by the blood of Jesus, to be honest with you. If somebody asked me, if I've been vaccinated, my response is going to be, I've been vaccinated by the blood of Jesus. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm not even worried about that stuff. And folks just lining up like, man, I get it. You know what I mean? I get it because, like I said, the media 
has convinced everybody. The media talks about this thing nonstop, nonstop. Uh, I'm looking up the survival rate. I'm trying to see the survival rate of the coronavirus. I don't even know if I said they probably didn't flag me now. Let me see. I'm trying to find a. I need to do this on my own time, but but basically, if you're under like seventy, you'll be fine. You know what I mean? I I, I understand there are people who have lost their lives under the age of seventy, but generally speaking, you know what I mean. If you're under seventy, like like the uh, person OJ said, your immune system will take care of if you're living right and all that stuff. You'll be all right. <clears throat> I I ain't been worried about this thing since it jumped off. And I don't say that out of pride. I just I just feel like God has purpose over my life and I'm not going to stress over it. <laughs> and I also know that there's a lot of uh, agenda behind it. You know, me and Brother Nate were having this discussion one time and we were just this was kind of in the beginning of the pandemic. And we were trying to figure out what's going on. You know, is this thing from God? Is it from the devil? Is it uh, created in a lab? Is it something that just came organically? Is it? Is it a plague? You know, is it a conspiracy? All these different type of things. And and as we were kind of processing this out, I said, all of those can be true. All of them can be true. And they and they don't. Let me let me say that again. All of them can be true simultaneously, meaning this. It could have been created in the lab. It can be real. It can also be exaggerated. It can be the judgment of God. And it can be being used by the kingdom of darkness. All five of those things, let me get my hand in the screen. All five of those things can be true and they don't contradict each other. Once again, it could have been created in the lab. Not saying it was or was, I really don't know. But it could have been. Uh, it can be real. Okay, it might actually exist. It can also exist, but be exaggerated. It can be the judgment of God because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 24 that there'll be pestilence that comes on the land in the last days. That's what Jesus said. And then it also can also have been something that the devil is using for his benefit. When Job was going through what he went through, the devil came to God and said, uh, you know, uh, well, God, he was around the angels. God said, what are you doing? He said, going about to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. God said, have you tried my servant Job? Right. And and we know how that conversation goes. He tells him, do what you want to him. Just don't kill him. So God's at work. The devil's at work. <laughs> you know what I mean? These things don't always cancel each other out. Glory to God. God bless you. Be at his feet. OJ says, America swims in sin, accepts all religions, even pagan ones. Yeah. You know, this is a country of freedom of religion. And when you have that, it's just a matter of time before the flesh indulges in that. Be it as Fee says, so true, the great delusion before our eyes. Yeah. Seek the Lord. Get close to God. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I, I'm, I got to get closer to God. I have to get closer to God. King of Grace says more and more African-Americans are so starved for culture and traditions that they're worshiping ancestors, the moon, ocean demon, and everything in between. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many folks that I went to school with who have just decided that they're just going to be witches just out of nowhere, you know. But they, you're right. They are desperate for culture and tradition, and they're desperate for help 
but they refuse to know the true and living God. They refuse refuse to genuinely receive the Savior. You know, they might go to church or have grown up in church or something and seen a bunch of people running around, but they never actually came to the conviction of their sins and believed that Jesus died for those sins and made a decision to repent and turn toward God. So, yeah, that is something that we see going on. King of Grace says, I gave up culture and traditions. Absolutely. Same here. I, don't, I can care less about all that stuff. Um, OJ says, the homosexuals say that the Bible is a discrimin discriminatory book. Discrim discri yeah, discriminatory book. Yeah, that is what they would say. I think they tried to do something with it in California a couple years ago. Somebody proposed a bill, but I think it fell flat. But sometimes I think they put that stuff out there just to see how the public reacts to it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. Praise the Lord. So, yeah, anybody who wants to join in, the link is above. We're at 9 o'clock now. But I do want to say for future reference, uh, more likely than not, we'll be using this format going forward. I, I kind of like that I can put up the comment that I'm talking about. I think that that makes it a little more cohesive because sometimes I just be looking over here and I be reading stuff and y'all probably think I'm I'm saying what the person is saying. This one I can just put it on the screen. You know, forgive me if some people might not want to be on the screen and all that. Forgive me. I understand. Just change just change your picture or just don't have a picture, you know. Um okay speaking of the survival rate ashkenazi says that it's high meaning the survival rate something like 99.5 exactly so my thing is hold on for a second okay my thing is oh look i mean nobody wants to die right but well <laughs> anyway um you got a 99.9 percent chance of surviving is that really cause for a year of lockdown basically i haven't been to work in an almost a full year well let me let me let me let me let me qualify that um i've been to my job two times in the past year it's because we were moving from the seventh floor to the third floor and what i had to do was pack all my stuff up put in these bins and then they took them down to the third floor and then i came back two weeks later and then i unpacked everything but other than those two trips, I have not been to my job in just about a year now. I looked on the timesheet when I <laughs> when I went to my job. <laughs> I went to my job in in December of 2020, and we have a sign-in sheet. Everybody don't use it. I'm one of the few people who actually use it. But anyway, and that's because so many people telework. But we have a. I think people were secretly boycotting it. Anyway. We have a sign-in sheet, and the sign-in sheet was was set for like March March 16th or March 17th or something like that. So nobody had turned the page of that sign-in sheet since the year. So I think whenever the weekend of like or the week of the 15th, 16th, 17th is going to mark a full year of me not having have been to work. I've been working from home for the past year, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't got a little bit of custom. <laughs> I didn't got a little bit of custom uh to uh working from home. So it's like, man, I don't I still got your comment up. It's like, man, I don't uh 
like the idea of new normal as they call it but at the same time it's like man sometimes you know but there's certain things that i miss a little bit like i don't see i don't even know if i miss it i feel like they got me into this routine but what i was about to say was going to lunch you know i, I like to eat eat at different eateries i'm a teeny bit of a foodie i, I like i like sometimes i like the finer things you know what i mean so i like to eat at places and stuff like that but uh other than that other than lunch <laughs> i'm pretty much good you know i at, when it first jumped off i was kind of missing seeing people and commuting and stuff like that but now it's like people getting on my nerves so much i don't even know so anyway i say all of that to say it's going to be a little bit of a transition if and when they tell folks to go back. When I did go into the job in December, the guy that worked there, Tom, Tom said he estimated that we would be back probably like July. He said June, July. So we'll see if Tom is right. I think a lot of the schools are beginning to go back. They haven't even been talking about the federal government, you know what I mean? But if the schools go back, then that means that the government will probably go back soon after. Hopefully they don't try to make us get the vaccine, you know, but if they do, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to have to take up videography. If y'all need a, need your wedding shot, that's going to have to be my new occupation. Or if y'all need me to, to proofread something, I'm going to have to hustle and get it. You know what I mean? God had to hustle and get it. How to do some real work. Nate say I don't do no work at my job. That's just a myth. <laughs> um. Nicole says, there are so many who identify themselves as Christian witches, and it sickens me. Yeah, I agree. It's sad that that's a thing, you know. So many people work on the witchcraft, and they don't even know that they're doing it. Witchcraft is basically just trying to manipulate power outside of God. It's also manipulation. Uh, well, I guess that's what I said. Uh, Patricia agrees. She says, tell me about it. Just because something says Christian in front of it does not make it holy or acceptable by God. I agree. Yeah, they'll put Christian on the front of everything. Tatiana says, Texas is opening up 100%, I think, by next week. I'm excited about that. Well, praise the Lord, sister. Um, I am I am happy to see that, you know, because I just think they can. I think it's simple. People need to be able to work their jobs. People need to be able to go out and live their lives. And if somebody is fearful, guess what? Just stay home. If you want, still want to wear a mask, guess what? Just wear a mask. You know, you have the freedom to do that. You have the freedom to stay home. You have the freedom to lock down. You have the freedom to wear a mask. No one's no one's imposing a restriction on you. But what's happening is that other people are proposing restrictions on those who don't want to do that. So I'm praying for Texas. I haven't prayed for Texas. <laughs> But I will try to pray for Texas moving forward that all goes well with them because they are essentially the guinea pigs. And I was actually watching the live stream last night. Sister Veronica, her channel is Kingdom Living Kingdom Living 771. But she was talking about the Texas thing and she made a point that the media can tell us anything. They can open up Texas and they, and they can just say Oh, Texas broke out with 200,000 cases and 100,000 people died. And we really have no way of knowing. I told you about deep fake. Okay. I told you about deep fake like a year or two ago. 
and they were actually talking about deep fake on the news. I heard it because my mom was listening to it at her house the other day, like on the mainstream news. They're talking about it as if it's new. But they were making a point that it looks and sounds so much like the person that they're that they're impersonating. So you can it's it's almost getting to the point where you just can't trust anything a hundred percent because you got well, you gotta test everything because they can literally put one person's face on another person's body and then accuse that person of doing it and then say we got video footage of you doing it. Well, it's like, okay, well, you also have deep fake. <laughs> so how do I know, you know, who's to say that? So you can frame people with this technology. There was something I saw years ago, about two or three, about two years ago. Um, they show all of these human faces, right? Like all of these faces of people. And then it said, all of these faces are artificial and were created by artificial intelligence. And they all look real. Like they looked as real as me sitting on this screen talking to you right now. Now they weren't moving, but but they were real looking people. So who's to say somebody commit a crime on TV and they just put a mug shot of somebody up? We don't really know if it happened or not. It's 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 by faith that we receive that message. So y'all know me. I just think about stuff that some other people might not think about. So don't pay me no mind, but I forgot even why I said that. Oh yeah, Texas. So yeah, I am praying for Texas that all goes well, but my concern is, uh, well, I'm definitely concerned that they are healthy first and foremost, but my concern is if it ends up being some sort of media manipulation through Texas, but I guess time will tell. Ashkenazi says, fasting and prayer brings us closer to God. The Bible says, when ye fast, not if ye fast. Matthew 6 and 16. So read your Bibles, pray and fast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me go up to my guy, Massive Action. He says, remember Satan's statement in Job 2 and 4. And Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yea, all that man, all that a man hath, will he give for his life? He knows man well. I'm praying for the masses. Absolutely, brother. That scripture comes to mind that says, he who tries to save his life will lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake in the gospels shall find it, shall find it. So there's so many people, human nature functions in self-preservation, right? So there's so many people who are trying to preserve. So it's like, if you tell them that you have a solution, and that's what they want to hear. And they're desperate and they don't actually know God is their source. Every human needs a source because humans are dependent creatures. There's way too much stuff we don't control. We don't control the weather. We don't control the harvest. We don't control the crops. We don't control um, really anything other than our decisions. But everything other than our decisions is external. So by default, Right. We have to survive through self-preservation, you know, carnally speaking, and we have to depend on something. OK, you know, we we are domesticated people. We go to the grocery store. Man, we got it so good. We can just go to the grocery store and just get a chicken that's already been killed. We get a cow. You know, we get <laughs> all of these different things. We don't have to go and hunt. We just go to the grocery store. 
But what happens if it comes to the point where you got to go out and kill the animal that you need to eat? Or if you just can't kill an animal and you just decide to go vegan, you know, you don't know if something is a plan or if it's poisonous or what. Glory to God. <laughs> King of Grace says, Christian witch, how? Yeah, I heard of that crazy type of stuff. Of course, that's not a, you know, I, I get it. You get what it's saying and she get what it's saying. Uh, King of Grace says, am I the only one who sees COVID as a blessing of sorts? Well, I'll say this, sister. COVID has allowed me to be very productive I should have been even more productive, to be honest with you, like way more productive. But uh, by the grace of God and, and by the situation, I've been productive. Um, so it's been a blessing in that regard. Traffic has been amazing. It's starting to pick up, which I'm a little upset about. But I mean, you know, at its peak, traffic was just phenomenal. I'm in D.C. We have horrible traffic, right? We are what they call a transplant city. So there's always people moving in and out and our real estate market is booming and people want to come here and work for the government and there's a lot of money in this area so so it's always crowded but once that thing hit it was a no-go or excuse me it was all go i don't see too many uh responses about if the bible is next but that's all good i think we all pretty much can see that coming brother joseph says it is real christian yoga freemasons greeks christian add anything add to anything leads to idolatry christian added to anything leads to idolatry my bad brother you know you you know i can't read <laughs> but yeah yeah they it it adds to it leads to idolatry and it also pacifies the conscience it's like something that your flesh wants to do or something that is in you that wants to do something and then you put christian on front of it and it almost acts as a pacifier to kind of free you up to do something that really is not of god but yeah i mean you know i pray the vaccine is safe i think i told some of you all my mom was getting the vaccine she did end up getting it she seems to be okay you know prayerfully it's cool hopefully it ain't the mark of the beast and all that stuff you know he's you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink sister deidre says most red states have recognized the power they have and texas florida alabama tennessee have opened their economy they are getting back to local government instead of operating under the federal. Well, praise the Lord. Lord knows I want to move to one of them red states. <laughs> you know, um, I live in D.C. D.C. votes uh, president. We probably vote like 90 to 95 percent Democrat. So uh, there's a lot of reasonable and sensible Democrats. Somebody. Somebody got on me one time. They, they saw a video I made and they said, why do you keep saying the radical left? The radical left. You sound like a robot radical left. Well, I responded and said, the reason I say the radical left is because I'm trying to show some grace to the rest of the left who has not gone completely crazy. Right. I'm trying to make a distinction between the the radical Democrats versus the sensible Democrats. So when I use that term radical left. I'm not saying that every Democrat is a radical, even though if I'm being, well, let me shut up. I'll say it this way. It depends on the conviction of your, of your beliefs, right? If you feel very strong about abortion and LGBT stuff, then, you know, you probably, it, 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 it won't, you won't be able to coexist with those things. But, you know, if you just, some people, I believe they care more about the benevolence of it and they are willing to look past 
things that they might not agree with for the benevolence of it. Uh, I'm the type of person, I'm just like, look, look, you're going to have to get that foolishness out of there, <laughs> you know, but that's what these, what this two-party system does is it tries to uh, box you in. Uh, personally, I'm a registered independent and the Lord didn't tell me to vote this past cycle or the cycle before, so I haven't voted. Uh, that's probably the worst thing people don't like. But um, where was I? Oh, yeah, red states. So, yeah, I would love to move there. But what's happening is people are trying to escape these woke areas. Let's just call it that. Let's let's get away from the Democrat and liberal. I'm just calling them these woke areas like D.C., New York, L.A., basically, you know, Chicago, these type of places, because the folks there just don't think right. You know, they just don't think right. And what I'm seeing happen is a lot of the red states are getting an influx of people from these other states. So there's a lot of California people that are moving to Texas. There's people that are moving to Nashville. There's people that are moving to Florida. And the people that live there, they're kind of like, wait a minute now. <laughs> we got a good thing going. Um, we don't need y'all coming here bringing that, that weird ideology to us. And I kind of feel them on that. You know, I kind of I could understand that if I was in their position. But it's so strange because it's like almost every area is saying that people are moving in and making the area worse. And I was thinking about this and I was asking the question, if every area is saying that new people are making the area worse, maybe it's maybe it's more to do with just not so much the geography of the, the the breakout of people, but maybe it's just the the new generation is just a a a worse off moral generation than the ones beside it. Because if everybody's moving to a new place, right, then that means that everybody can't be moving somewhere and making every place new. So I don't know. Maybe let me think about that. Because California is a big state. You know, they have a lot of people. So they it could maybe it's just all California, like everybody from California just move into everywhere else. <laughs> maybe that's it. So yeah, I would love to move there. Um, look, I'll assimilate. I'll put up a big, big old American flag. I don't even care about America like that, but I'll put up a big, big American flag. I give me a um, <laughs> uh, some overalls. I give me a sombrero. I give me. Uh, they got a non-alcoholic beer. I'll stand there and have a non-alcoholic beer with you. <laughs> hey, maybe I might even have a real one as long as I don't get drunk. Hey, who knows? But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm cool where I am. I stay, I stay in my lane, so I'm good. Says so Tatiana says, I live in red state, Texas, but I'm politically agnostic. I feel you, sister. See, that's the thing. Generally speaking, I'm politically agnostic, but, but because politics has, ventured into such moral issues it's like it almost kind of force you a little bit to to if you want to pay attention to it it kind of force you a little bit to uh pick a side you know but our commission is the great commission we are to be about kingdom stuff it's all that stuff brother randall says i was thinking of saying the dr seuss book banning is a lead up to the bible absolutely brother you hit the nail on the head Sister Deja says, I'm in D.C. as well. D.C. is extremely liberal, radical left. Absolutely, sister. You hear, you know it. You know it. 
I was talking to a friend of mine. He's in the world right now. I was helping him move. And uh, I was talking to him about this, even though he's in the world and he's, uh, I think he's woke. I'm not sure if he's, he ain't like woke to the point where, you know, he's lost his mind, but he's, he's a thinker. I'll say that. So I'm not going to call him woke. He's just a thinker. He's, 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 cause to me, woke just mean that you've been drinking a bunch of Kool-Aid and, and anyway, I can have a conversation with him. And I was just saying that, uh, you know, I don't know if, how much longer I would like to live in DC. And he was just like, well, how much of it affects your everyday life versus just the perception of what you see, like on the internet and stuff. And I get his point on that, but I'm thinking about some things I've seen in DC. Like, for example, if you go downtown, you, do you want to live in a place where you got to see everything boarded up just because somebody is upset about something that probably they don't know the facts of, probably doesn't even make sense, but they're just going to riot and act a fool simply because <laughs> simply because they're just upset over something. They're going to throw a tantrum and basically tear down the city, spray paint everything. You ride around D.C., they got F. Trump. Like, you know, the profane word F, the whole word Trump uh, spray painted all around. And it ain't about the issue of uh, Donald Trump that they say that about him, but it's about the issue of I just don't want to drive around and see a bunch of profanity plastered everywhere. You know what I mean? Because somebody feels so passionate about something that the media has convinced them of. And then um, uh, really, it, it don't even matter what the motive is, actually, just the fact that you're walking around spraying a bunch of cuss words everywhere. And then a major example is there was this one thing that happened last summer where there was like some BLM protest, a riot or something, or maybe they were just marching. And these people were outside trying to have a meal. And these BLM people walked up to them in D.C. and was just like saying everybody here needs to uh say what we say or you know hold your fist up in solidarity if you support black lives matter and there was one guy who just didn't hold his his fist up so then the ringleader goes over there and and they're like getting you know kind of in his face a little bit about you know why you're not holding your fist up you're a white supremacist and all that da, 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 da. and it's just like man ain't nobody got time for that stupid stuff man <laughs> Like, get out of my face with that stuff, man. And that's that's what I mean. I wouldn't have held my fist up regardless of what the cause was, but especially if it was something stupid like that. Because my thing is, um, I'm I, I'm just not going to just hold my hand up and answer to you just because you just ask me to. And that's not a pride thing or nothing like that. But it's just like I'm not just going to be some sort of sheeple you know what i mean i'm a sheep for jesus christ and that's it <laughs> but all this other stuff conform to me conform to me no i'm not i'm not i'm not conform. you're a bully as much y'all like that word so much that's what a real bully is <laughs> somebody that try to pressure you or, or guilt you into doing something that you don't want to do like let me sit down and have my meal so i would love to go to a place where i ain't got to worry about any of these lunatics running around but this is where I am. This is where I probably will be. You know what I mean? So the the Lord has me here for a reason. And I'm going to be at peace with that. God bless you. Glean from his word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think I caught up. Yeah, I agree with Sister Pat. She said, and nobody got time for that, man. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Well, listen, thank you for hanging out with me tonight, family. 
Hopefully I didn't get into too much trouble tonight. Uh, grateful to have this new layout. I'm going to go back and see how it came across on the screen, but I like that I can put the comments up. I conceptually like that you guys can join in on the talk uh, on the screen if you want to weigh in, even though we have not tested it out. <laughs> but be on the lookout for that in the future. You know what I mean? And if I can, I'll try to put the topic of the solid talk up ahead of time. That way, if somebody wants to weigh in on the solid talk, you can be prepared. I know I kind of caught folks off guard on this one, but if the Lord gives it to me soon enough, then we can do it that way. And I'll try to also make it a question every week. You know what I mean? So uh, that makes it a little bit more conversational and we can chop it up and see how it goes. Glory to God. Glory to God. So listen, family, that's all I have in this solid talk. I pray that you've been blessed. Lord willing, we'll be back next Thursday for Bible study. That's all I have. You all take care and be blessed.